I guess this is a good a time as any to sort of kick off the proceedings. So this is our second podcast with uh, with Hayfully Software's newly branded Between the Lines podcast, right? So just a big shout out. Thank you to to Mark Hayfully for coming up with all the branding for this. It'll start to go out. You should see it on the the front of the podcast now from on whatever platform you're you're listening. Um, so how's it, Holly? How you going, man? Hey, uh, I'm good. Lockdown has been, uh, it's been intense. It's been crazy, but um, I'm carrying on. Yep, yep. So yeah, we're doing this over our, our communications platform of choice, which is Teams. So it's not our usual setup. So the quality might even be better. I don't know, you know, so, um, we'll see how the recording turns out. So today, I think our podcast is going to be focusing on on the COVID situation with a little spin, right? So most companies tend to talk about how it's affecting them negatively and 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 what they're doing to to sort of uh, mitigate the drama that comes with having being in lockdown and not being able to, to do business properly. But uh, I think being Hayfully and the the crazy company that we are, we tend to <clears throat> tend to always do things a little bit differently, which is part of our DNA at this point, right, Ellen? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so we in 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 the spirit of of that, we you Alan actually introduced me to um, a company or a movement called uh, 3D PSA and their Discord channel through a contact of yours, right? Uh, yes, thinking back to the connection, it actually happened quite fast because of those two or three nights before lockdown came in. I wasn't thinking about 3D printing; I was thinking about our own financial challenges approaching. And um, I got a WhatsApp from Dell, um, our US contact, um, our sales channel there in the US. And he pinged me about, hey, these cool guys are doing some cool stuff in the US. We should get our printers up and going because he obviously remembered our blog posts about the robot and, our, and us printing. He's like, can you get your printers up and running and print for me and, and send it to Chicago because he, he's got some doctors that are in need. So at the time, I was like, I don't know how that's going to work. But yeah, let's just get the printers out. So that was when that message that I sent you guys, like the night before lockdown, saying, can you go and get the printers? Um, and then, yeah, it was only about a night or two after that, that I was poking around in EO, uh, the Entrepreneurs Group, um, that, yeah, I got a couple of contacts there that were pointing towards the Discord. And then it was on the Discord, I thought, okay, that's looking like it's quite an active vibrant community of printers talking about all kinds of things technical that I knew very little about and thought, okay, this this looks like the place where we could, you know, start our journey to see if we could help. And then, yeah, that's when I threw you at it. <laughs> I carried okay. on. Awesome. Happy happy to have been thrown at it. And and it's been a journey <laughs> so up until now. I think it's been a roller coaster two weeks. It feels like it's been six months. Um, but I guess that's that's how these things go. So I think that's a nice segue to introduce Brent Alexander. So we're talking to Brent Alexander from 3D PSA, who's one of the the co-founding members of the movement um, called 3D Printing South Africa. Um, so Brent, just a how's it? And thanks so much for making time to to spend the next hour or so with us um, and just to have a chat about your story. Uh, but before I dig into that, I also want to introduce Christy, who happens to be Alan's wife, Christy Hayfley. She's the founder of Beating Heart Charity down here in, is it just Cape Town, Christy, that you guys operate in? Or is it the Western Cape in general, or does it go beyond that? At the moment, uh, we focus mostly on Cape Town, but uh, we have gone as far as Montague. We, we ah. do what we when we can. <laughs> 
Awesome. Um, I'm also going to be, be be chatting with you, Christy, a little bit about what Beating Heart is and, and your story and how you got started and, and the rest of it. Um, but in terms of Brent's earlier comment that he might not be around for the full hour, I'd like to just uh, maybe focus on, on on him for the time being just to get his his picture and, and give us a bit of background on the 3D PSA story, right? Thank, thanks a lot, Guy. And cool. it's been great to to get to know you guys in the past sort of, yeah, I don't, how long has it been now? It's probably been about a week, I'd say. I'm not really sure at this stage. This has been yeah, quite, so I've been going at it about over three and a half weeks. So it's uh, it's been interesting. <laughs> right. Yeah, we started printing, printing just the head pieces with you guys about two weeks ago and you and I started our comms last week Friday so it's been about a week roughly since we started well yeah I've been talking about I just want to say thanks thanks to you guys for for having me on and yeah no one is as happy as me to have you guys involved um the more the more heads and hands we have um yeah the easier yeah the easier our jobs become so it's uh yeah a, a great thanks to you guys for for yeah everything you've done so far Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, talking about segues then is how this whole thing started and, and whatever else. And it's it's been interesting on it. I mean it's happened so fast for me. Is it's just it was about the twenty-seventh of the twenty-seventh of March. That's when a post my WhatsApp sort of fired up and there was a Facebook post about guys 3D printing these or, or about to start 3D printing these face shields. And a guy by the name of Kevin Clemen, he's a EMS, a Netke EMS, was sort of the original guy. He's still, yeah, that's that photo is circulating everywhere. He was the the first post was put on 3D printing SA's website with Kevin's face asking about reaching out to the, the, the 3D printing community, you can win a free 3D printer, we trying to print 5,000 of these things. And that's kind of where it started. Um, and a lot of people got involved very, very quickly. It grew like wild, wildfire. By the 28th, there were about seven or eight regional WhatsApp groups that were full to the max, um, above 250. And the whole thing was, I mean, it was great. The response was amazing, but it was sort of starting to, to sort of self-destruct. Um, I'd set up the Discord already when I got the message from the, the Facebook post. And that was just a couple of us. I mean, I think it was about five of us. You'll see the guys there, um, Charles and, and some of the, the stalwarts of the 3D PSA Discord server. And I'm saying it's only been going for three or four, three, three or so weeks. Um, I think it's a bit more, three and a half. And it's it's been been quite a story. But to go back to how it all started, yeah, it's I don't want to talk about politics and how the whole thing grew and then sort of burned down a bit and then came back and... But basically, yeah, we, we, we stuck to it and we were able to just pick up the pieces of, of what happened um, with um, just the overload of, of information that, that was going on. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, in that overload of information, we lost the support of Netcare. Netcare was the one that was going to go and deliver these 5,000 shields. And rightly so, they didn't really want to get into the press about um, delivering 3D printed stuff that may not have been tested, et cetera. And as a business, I, I respected them for, for, for doing that. But it left so, us in a very, very um, so precarious position. So if I can jump in there, Brent. So that was yeah. that was a business decision on their side from a safety perspective, right? So they mm -hmm. said, okay, we're putting ourselves as a business at risk by doing this, even though yeah. it's a good thing. We don't want to exactly. we don't want to be open to the legal liability here. It was an okay. internal project with um, with the staff, the Netcare staff, the MS staff, because um, they knew they would need some gear and and they just sort of wanted to give give back a little bit. But it grew and it grew very very quickly. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how we were formed. We we got the um, we got the the likes of Oru, the off-road uh, rescue units. They they hopped in and and helped out, and managed to collect just under four thousand shields over two days. Visited like three hundred different locations, like six thousand kilometers, 
but they managed to collect those and get them to a place where we can start sanitizing them. And that was sort of the beginning that we knew our flip. Now we've, we've taken on something huge here. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so at, at what point did you realize this is going to be a beast? This is going to be something that's going to get out of control? Sure, guys. I think, I mean, from, from day one, just the, the response there was, and guys, were, and people were thinking about, oh, I'm going to be bored during lockdown. I need something to do. So just there were so many factors contributing to why this thing just went viral almost like instantly. Um, and yeah, um, and that's the one thing is we're still dealing with a little bit of that fallout. And that's, it's been, the whole process has been getting through that and getting people to unify messages and put their egos aside and that kind of stuff. It's, it's been crazy. Right. And, and the group has, has nominated you as the face of the movement. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I think I was nominated that it was about, yeah, I'd say about three weeks ago. And they said, oh, you're going on to the NCA on, that's about 10 o'clock uh, this morning. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I'm still in my pajamas. So I pulled on a college chair, I pulled those over my pajamas, sort of like fixed my hair a bit, and went and spoke to like five and a half million people. Um, and that's when we started to see quite a lot of flow onto the Discord server. Um, our website, for enough, wasn't even up and running, so we quickly chucked a very quick index.php or HTML, and it just at least had our Discord server there and our Facebook and it managed to work but yeah we didn't expect to go to the press so quickly so it was yeah it was nuts right. and, and, and what's what is your your personal background i mean what do you do what is your day job outside of sure. this whole the background? i'm funny enough i'm a qualified industrial designer um but that was sure that was many many years ago when i was at um still bits tech back in, in those days and i've kind of followed a, a design path as a as i've moved through, forward through my career um from print design to now it's completely three-dimensional design with virtual reality and, and things like that. Um, that's sort of my day job. Been a bit quiet at the moment. Virtual reality is quite a front-facing um, business, um, demoing stuff to people, etc. So thankfully, I haven't been too busy, um, not financially, thankfully, but thankfully, I've, I haven't been too busy in my personal business to, to actually help run this 2D PSA thing. And yeah, I'm just a regular guy. I've got two kids at home, helping homeschool them. Uh, my wife works from home. She's a, a CA and she is super busy. Um, she works proper eight, eight until five because it's you don't really need to be anywhere to be a CA. You just need your computer. So I've been doing, yeah, nanny stuff, 3D PSA stuff, um, trying to print stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been something, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Sorry, Brent, you mentioned that after the, uh, the interview to 5.5 million people, uh, there was mm. a sudden influx to the the discord was that something you guys were predicting were you ready for that or was it kind of just a, an avalanche of people throwing themselves at you and you weren't quite sure what to do yeah i think we're, we're pretty proactive with with discord because i'm part of many discord servers i know how it works and, and how, how okay. it actually helps channel communication so we were quite clever in setting up um, the channels look it's gone the server's gone through many many iterations of server structures and whatever else but we've slowly whittled it down to something that's, that's pretty efficient um, but yeah, there's also a lot of a lot of gum from there as well, guys just talking nonsense and whatever else. But it's cool. There's the, the point is there's a good vibe and there's a good morale behind behind the people. So the second people lose morale, like someone didn't collect my prints or someone didn't do do something like that, the morale drops. And morale is is basically what's sort of powering us on, you know, to to yeah, to carry on doing yeah. us. Okay. Yeah, um, you know, I've seen I've seen uh, the 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 kind of things that you probably have to deal with every day on that Discord just by looking at some of the general chats in that channel. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, you you got guys from and girls from all walks of life and like all different kinds of personal reasons for doing this, and they they 
probably very to varying degrees of altruism, right? Some of it they're looking for personal gains. Some of them are looking for notoriety. Some of them are just looking to cause crap, I suppose. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of drama that goes with the Discord server. So I can I can imagine the challenges that you faced uh, during yeah. this time. And honest, I think the 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 guys have been pretty good actually in terms of. I mean, I know what it's like on a social chat. Guys can bite each other, and but I must say it's been really, really pleasant. Like I, I know what it's like on a lot of Discord's, um, Discord servers, and obviously you see your social media conversations going on. People are not nice to each other. But um, I'll, I'll be honest, the guys have actually been – there's truly a, like a sense of camaraderie. Everyone's trying to work together and do something good. So it's, it's actually been pretty pleasant. Um, I think it's more the background type politics that I was speaking about with the, the other movements doing similar things and trying to find synergy with these guys. That's sort of where I'm finding it the most difficult. But I think the server and the people we've got there are just, they're amazing. Yeah, they really are amazing people. And I'm, I'm just realizing that we haven't actually spoken about what it is that, <laughs> that we're doing. Yeah. doing. Yeah. So um, please give us, give us the, the, the rundown. What, what is it exactly that this movement is doing? Perfect. Yeah. Um, obviously, I spoke about the, the request for these five thousand face shields, etc. So we had a we had a design that was that was uh, sort of put out. It was designed one morning by I think one of the guys at the three D printing store. Um, yeah, three D printing store. Got today. So we got it, and it was pretty cool. But it wasn't printing so nice. So we refined it, and that was our V one face shields. It required uh, clips and stuff. Um, and that's where we sort of embarked on it. We became a 3D printing farm that is going to produce face shields. Um, and as it started with, like I said, about five or six of us um, printing these things, um, getting the files right. And before we knew it, there were, we were three, 400 strong on the, the Discord server, um, allocating roles to people, um, tech support, community support, um, logistics, all that stuff. And people were taking on the roles. And we've sorted, sort of, everyone sort of found their place in, in what they're doing. Um, and if you look there now, we've got a, Apparently we've got this dev, a web dev team of like eight guys <laughs> doing some amazing work, so which I'm sure we'll, we'll get to chat about as well. Yep, yep. But, um, uh, just yeah. to just to clarify, so the face shield that that's being manufactured, I just want to put it out there yeah. what it exactly is. So it's a it's a yeah. headband effectively. It's a piece of plastic that gets printed out that wraps around your head. You tie that's it at right. the back of the elastic band, and in the front of it, you just attach a clear piece of plastic to, to kind of. That augment the, the personal protection equipment that already exists for the doctors, their eyeglasses and their their actual um, face yeah. mask. So yeah, this okay. basically just gives an extra barrier of protection. It's your, it's your first barrier. Um, you'll see them up at pharmacies now. Um, the guys have got those sort of perspex shields. It's it's basically just, yeah, it's it's your first barrier against um, for protection. Um, there's a lot of, um, so we'll talk about it with the face shields. I mean, it's it's become a worldwide phenomenon in terms of printing printing face shields to fight uh, fight this terrible thing. Um, so it's it's just gained traction in, in every sort of regard. It's been been unreal. So our initial brief from from Netcare was to um, the the plastic sort of the plastic sort of the clear part of the plastic that attaches to a sh the the shield frame that we call, and that's what we're printing. We're actually printing the frame. You then attach the transparent piece of plastic, um, and our initial V1 design was using clips, um, the basic bobby pins or crocodile clips, etc. And then, like you said, got an elastic band that just hooks over the back and it pull, pulls around your head, and it works great. Um, takes about an hour to print one, so yeah, if you're printing all day, you can you can get a fair amount done with just one printer. Um, and it's evolved since then. We are now in our V2 one. Um, we sort of ran short of bobby pins and those kinds of things, trying to find 5,000 um, hair clips is not as easy as you think. 
So especially under lockdown and all the rest of it. But thankfully, Discam and uh, another private company got involved and actually sponsored us 6,000 of these things. So we can deal with the V1 stock. Um, so we've got V2 now. It doesn't use, um, it doesn't use clips to, to clip the, the visor in. You basically just open it up. It's a friction fit. You slip it in, then you bend it back, and it actually clamps the, the visor in place. And that was a, a good team of six, about eight guys on the on the Discord server that worked together to get that design done. And I think it's it's absolutely amazing. It's it's revolutionary. And again, yeah, just an elastic band. So we've we've been printing these now for yeah, like I said, the last sort of three weeks. Um, our numbers. I don't want to quote numbers right now. We we went through our numbers a little bit a little bit earlier. Um, and with competing movements and people doing collections and collecting stuff. Our actual recorded stock in our database took quite a serious hit. Um, we've got a huge collection rolling out this weekend to to collect uh, to collect the shields, and we hope on Sunday we can have a definite idea. But we will have will have a six six seven thousand shields that have been printed, um, which is which is absolutely amazing, monumental. These are then going out. Um, we haven't touched on obviously the target market guy, but yeah, do you have do you, do you want to carry on your side for a bit? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and then, at, so that's sort of when I got in, got got involved with you. So, um, this was probably last week, Friday. That would have been what would that date have been? Just so that, for reference' sake, it would have been about the tenth, right? Sitting at home, long weekend, Easter weekend, and um, I sort of prodded you and I said, "Look, I've got I've got an idea for how we may be able to help out." And I was fearful because I was probably overstepping my boundaries in doing this by. Um, by telling you about the fact that we are involved or closely um, linked to a charity in Cape Town. Yeah. And I, I kind of yeah. put that out there into the wild and realizing I'd done that, I immediately jumped <laughs> onto a, a WhatsApp chat with Alan just to kind of go, look, I'm, I've, I've, I've sort of kind of introed Christy to this dude <laughs> at uh, 3D PSA. Do you think she'd be up for a conversation, kind of already having offered this conversation? <laughs> um, so I think that's when Christy was amazing. She kind of, I don't know, Christy, you want to jump in and tell your story on how, um, how it went from there? Can't agree more. <laughs> wow, I don't know. I just, you told me what needed to be done and I just made sure that it started to get done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so maybe maybe tell us a bit about beating heart and sort of how it fits into the picture and what does it do besides this on a normal daily thing and then and let's see how we've managed to or you, you alone plus one or two hands have sort of managed to to pull this together into what is now the de facto Western Cape distribution sanitation hub. Absolutely. So. So Beating Heart SA is a Cape Town-based NPO. Uh, we focus mainly on the upliftment and encouragement of those in need. So through partnerships and community projects such as this, our aim is to promote self-worth, compassion, and a shared social responsibility through community. And, and I think this that's where that word sort of is highlighted for us, is, is it may seem really far and, and abstract from our daily, which includes uh, meeting um, new mom in government hospitals needs with uh, with care bags we provide as you know send us the maternity pads and wipes and disposable panties and and nappies and, and everything that they would need for just to keep them sane in that first week um to doing events um at red cross uh, we work with educators in kailicha and philippi anything across the board that can encourage community uh, social responsibility and involvement um and Sorry, little people. Uh, and and really, when this when this came around, linked to my responsibilities at Hayfley in terms of social and community engagement, it just seemed to be the perfect fit. It's right now what is on everybody's mind is COVID, 
and what can we do to help? And I think this is great. It's connecting people, connecting people who, who want to help with those who have a need. That's pretty much what we do. And as a as an interesting, uh, like the, the timing was quite serendipitous because they, two or three days before this all went down, Christie and Beating Heart didn't have a permit. So there was no thinking that Christie was going to be doing anything social or charity driven because she's not allowed to go out. There's no hospital visits. There's no nothing. There was no permit for for beating heart. Um, so it didn't even occur to me even for us to be doing continuing with hayfully related community stuff that we've been doing. And then Christy came home, messaged me, I can't remember when it was, I think it was a couple of days before the Friday, saying, oh, I guess he's got a permit. And Christy was able to get a permit so that she could resume dropping off her care bags at the different hospitals and continue with her her normal sort of distribution efforts. And then literally the next day, Guy, was your suggestion about, oh, do you think Christy would be keen? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, she just got a permit yesterday um, and you don't know Christy, so <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Christy doesn't say no very well. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, she loves, yeah, she loves the, the challenge and especially when it involves and overlapping, um, yeah, sort of overlapping interests and, yeah, between, between her family and her own personal connections. There's, there's actually quite a quite an extended reach of help. So Christy's kind of like you ask her to, um, uh, you know, the Kevin Bacon game, you know, where you have to find all actors that link to Kevin Bacon. Basically, Christy's basically Kevin Bacon. Because you can ask her, all right, I, I need you to find, like, the, the uh, South African, you know, the mayor or the South African Defense Force person that is based in Montague, and she'll probably have it in, like, three WhatsApps. <laughs> or, or one, I just call my dad. <laughs> right, that's one of the best uses of the Kevin Bacon game I've ever heard. <laughs> um, and 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 how did how did this unfold between between you, Brent, and and Christy? What 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 sort of has been the the um, the opera the operation? How, how how have you guys gotten from hey, my name is Christy and this is Brent to Christy being the Cape Town Distribution Center? How, tell well, me about that journey. I'll I'll tell you what. Well, it all started with this guy named Guy, Guy Coleman, um, who's. I must say, man, you have a really neat way of, of knitting people together. Uh, it's something I appreciate because it's something I enjoy doing too. Um, so, yeah, thanks to, to guys, really cool intro. And yeah, we, we basically had a, a quick video call like right there and then. And it was, yeah, we clicked nicely. I was like, cool, this sounds, this sounds amazing. Let's see where it goes. And contacted, uh, yeah, Christy, I think, yeah, we, we did speak. Did we have a, uh, we had a conversation with you, Guy, and myself. I think, yeah, I forget. There's so much stuff that's been going on. But yeah, I got in touch with Christy and just gave her sort of what's happening outside and gave her access to the Western Cape databases and just started to find our common grounds, got a brief through on how the sanitization process should take place. Um, and on, on that note, Christy, that's finally been approved by a university in Prague using a 10% um, household bleach thing. Just thought I'd let you know that. Um, so it's it's actually... So yeah, gave Christy all the info she needed and, and literally Christy just ran with it. Um, and Christy was basically like, do I really have to wait for Oru to come and collect these things? Can I not just go do it myself? And I was like, sure, go for it. <laughs> Get out what you can. Um, and But but luckily, and, and we obviously want to try and keep you as safe as possible, Christy, we have the Oru guys in the Western Cape now. Um, great bunch of volunteers willing to yeah literally go the extra mile to, to get the stuff out there. Yes, I was warned. I was warned by the, the Western Cape contact, Mike Miller, uh, that I might 
actually have 27 Uru guys on my doorstep because they're all <laughs> at the bed to get out. So the border, the border <laughs> but rearing to go. I actually met 44 of their members on was the on Tuesday night in a in a teams teams meeting. It's sort of their monthly kind of um, sort of get together. They talk about training or whatever else. And I actually had the floor for a little while to chat to the guys. And a lot of just a lot of amazing sort of um, amazing response came out, which, which was good. Um, their chairman being um, being either sorry, I forget Ivor's name at the moment, um, but either their, their their chairman actually piped up and said, "So why don't we help um, with the sanitization and distribution of the of the items?" Which is great. These guys are, are very yeah very systematic type of people, and they'll set up um, quite a few of these um, sanitization hubs um, around around the country, which is going to be great. Awesome. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's probably one of the leading things that you're calling for in terms of volunteers, right? Is to is to kind of get these facilities up and these distribution centers going. Yeah, um, I think um, I think you're hundred percent right. The um the one thing we will obviously then be calling on is we, we are putting a, a really cool system together, um, our rapid manufacturer response system, which is hopefully we'll get to chat about that as well, which is how how no, you got no, I don't think so. That's not important. <laughs> um but yeah, once what's that? Once that's in place, there's going to be people behind that system just maintaining the flow of information, and I think that'll be a call that will come out um, soon to to get volunteers that we can give access to the system. People that enjoy a bit of admin, ticking boxes and stuff, um, it would be great. I think what's been exciting for me though is doing it a bit backwards, the side, uh, and and on the side reaching out to the people in need so and not just waiting for them to submit the forms sort of almost hounding them and saying do you know that this is available for you this opportunity is there um and it's been really exciting to to just chat with the city of cape town the disaster um, relief management people um tigerberg pediatric ward the infectious control uh, department mm -hmm. tigerberg that was great um even i've got saps now um, having submitted forms in the last couple of days uh, yeah. they, they're desperate, but they were so excited because they didn't actually know that mm. there was something like this. Everyone you know, who's offering yeah. is charging. We need a Christy up here in Helting, so putting it out there, anyone that's going to be listening to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Um, yeah, so so the the Discord is full of bunch full of a bunch of tech savvy people, right? In general, so. Mm -hmm. I think uh, it's it's one of those places that are a perfect breeding ground to to marry technology with this movement. Um, and uh, Holly, maybe you want to chat about the website for us a little bit about what we're doing and how we're helping Brent and and, and kind of getting this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, my guy kind of brought me on uh, early in the week, um, say saying, "Hey, we've got a." got a potential opportunity to build something that is not just going to make a client happy, but something that can actually uh, help people and streamline, streamline a process. Um, and yeah, so a couple of us uh, devs from Hayfetty Software are uh, working in line with uh, Brent and a lot of the other guys at 3D Print SA uh, to build a website that will kind of be the the go-to points for information about what this initiative is, as well as uh, an interaction point for anyone that wants to get involved or wants to make use of what uh, the initiative is for. So that's being people that can uh, donate it, be materials or um, you know uh, plastic for, for the printers to use, um, whether it be individuals or companies, 
uh, people that can volunteer their time or services, anything like that. Um, people that uh, can actually make, so printers themselves, they can sign up um, and they can say, listen, I've got, I've been able to print 400 of these. How can we set up a collection? And that's where Christy would step in, um, as well as people um, that are actually requesting it. So that's uh, companies and organizations saying, hey, um, we're kind of critical right now. We need these pretty quick or we've got enough of maybe two weeks and stuff like that. So it's, it's just uh, us kind of streamlining a process, a massive database of all these different people that are currently interacting um, and us trying to streamline that to make it faster. And like Brent said, just have some people that can manage the admin of then organizing who does what once we have all that data. Yeah. And right now it's run on uh, Google Sheets, right? Brent, it's kind of yeah. like a, a WhatsApp slash Google Sheets, and it's got a lot of like manual steps in the process to kind of coordinate this whole thing. So what we hope to do uh, with this system is is consolidate that data and put it behind a couple of screens where an admin can log in and see, okay, cool, there's there's 2,000 of these things I need to collect in the Western Cape, and then they can activate the the collection crews to go and get them and, and just catalog and, and have a central place to keep track of this data. Um, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's it be, be able to deal with concrete data that can be approved and moved from one database to the next one, so you guys can now deal with that is, is just so key. Um, we have to make copies of sheets and then do this and then to them and it's <laughs> it's yeah. been interesting so yeah so this is just exactly exactly what is required right now it's it's amazing all right so i'm hoping i'm hoping by the time that this uh podcast goes live uh, we can share the url that goes along with it so i don't want to even mention what that is yet just in case we're going through a couple of uh cycles of testing and we haven't been able to go live yet so i'm not going to mention the url but but we will activate the media and, and all of that as soon as we get get closer to a release and hopefully um, share that out as soon as possible. Um, but yeah, so the types of people that we're going to need on on that portal, let's call it a yeah, it's it's a it's a website that has a backend that is administered. So the types of people we're going to need are people that are going to uh, manage uh, requests from these organisations, people that are going to manage the printers and the users, as well as people that are going to manage the donations and the volunteers, if if we have any. So. Yeah, like you said, if there's anybody who, who has uh, some time and they like a bit of admin and they can, they've can, they got some time to make a few phone calls, we, we're looking for administrators right now, right? So exactly, um, yes. Christy is going to be one of them for sure. Some labs. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, Sorry, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know if there's much more to cover, guys. Have I missed anything? Um, maybe... I was yeah. thinking in terms of, Brent, maybe one of the, do you have any long-term goals that you're trying, that you think uh, the 3D printers say can achieve? Anything that, you, that you're trying to reach? This as is, well as, uh, where do you see this going after yeah. COVID-19? Is We've built up the system and we have all these people. Um, exactly. Yeah, I'm just interested to see from your point of view where you see this going, you know, maybe three months from now. Exactly. I mean, it's it's a difficult one, and I, I've got the question quite a few times from a lot of people, especially through the server, is how long are we going to do this for? When do we stop? Um, and, and that's a big one. Right now, I don't actually have the answer. When when do we stop uh, printing? When do we stop organizing? When do we stop doing stuff? We just have to obviously keep our ears to the news and just watch, watch how the, the virus, obviously, we don't want the virus to hit us as hard as, as we are sort of expecting it to but we're preparing for the worst. So rather be prepared than not. 
Um, but again, yeah. we don't know. We could defeat this virus in the next two weeks. Um, um, I don't want to be a prophet or anything and say, yes, no, we won't. Um, but rather prepare for for what what may be coming. And if we just look at what has happened in the first world um, in terms of this this virus internationally, it's, it doesn't bode well for for what could happen in the third world, um, where we don't have the type of technology, the type of access to services, and that type of thing. So yeah, I think we we are preparing for the worst. So and I think that's probably the best the the best way to to look at it. In terms of the future, once we do get through this and and we've we fought this thing and it's and it's over. And we can have a very incredible collective of some very creative and technical people. Um, we will hopefully have a system that can automate. We basically can automate rapid manufacture of, of, of certain items if things are needed in certain areas. And I'm pretty sure there are, are markets um, far and wide that they could accept these kind of things. There could be taps um, for for um, um, rural areas. Those can be printed out of um, most most materials, really. And there's, there's those types of things that we could actually activate um activate our printers and, and get get something done for a good cause it's amazing that's, that's good. awesome it, it, it's it's almost like you this crisis has almost created a niche industry right of, yeah <laughs> of decentralized rapid manufacture yeah it's it's an incredible concept yeah. mm. Alan, should we, should we pivot <laughs> yeah look i think i think um when i was looking on the discord and thinking about like even guy just last week when you were asking me about Okay, should we get more involved here? Could we help as a company deeper? Should we allocate more resource to it? You know, my thinking is obviously, yes, there's a short-term immediate win, but to think about the medium term, and yeah, Brent's, in my view, is, is dead on. The, the Having this collection of, of um, interested and technical and competent people to, to simply pivot them to, to another area of interest, whether it be South Africa, Africa, or elsewhere, you know, outside of COVID, I think is highly likely. And even even if we're successful in South Africa pulling off its you know world class response to COVID, there are plenty other countries that are not and that aren't even impacted yet. Which means our lockdown could end in a month. We're all kind of back to rebuilding our economy, and mm -hmm. our print could then pivot and start to continue with face shields. But now we're producing, you know, five thousand every two weeks, and we're helping ship it to Tanzania when our ports open and we get back. So I think face shields could still be something that we're printing for a while, even if South Africa is a is handling it well. It doesn't, you know, our neighbors may not be. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's just, a great perspective, Alan. I think, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, just looking at in terms of how long this virus could go on, not just in South Africa, but, um, but elsewhere. Yeah, and look, it's, um, you know, we, we've been talking in, in Hayfley Software for a while, Guy, about you know, we've got some great clients and we built some cool stuff and it's been really interesting work and you know we we make money and it's and it's you know enjoyable for our careers and growth but there's always been this nagging thing of ah, it would be cool to build something that uh, that can mean something to us as individuals not necessarily you know building a system that makes another corporate be more effective right because that's a, a large amount of what we do and now that thing is what just came and smacked us in the face so in a way, it's the kind of thing we've been asking for, and in a, in a way, it's exactly what. Why did we engage in building in in putting printers in our play area? It is it is exactly for this kind of thing. So it, it kind of yeah yeah it yeah. was just it was a just, company that doesn't need print three D printers. Yeah, I mean a, a software company with three D printers is is I mean we did that to. 
to build a robot. Let's be clear, we bought the printers to build a robot. <laughs> we will get back to doing the robot, I suppose, one day. But yeah, it it was our it's our way of one keeping relevant, adding new skills, and in my and in my view, if you want to, if you're looking to create a fire, it's good to leave. If you're wanting to create a fire, it's good to leave the the flint out and the sparklers and the fireworks, and you just sort of you know what I mean. You want to put yeah. those. That those things that spark together and mm-hmm. and you know, we're in a position where something sparked and now it's caught fire and that's that's exactly what we wanted to do so yeah i'm, I'm really excited from a from a company point of view whether it's a short-term win and doesn't go anywhere but I, yeah i can't see how that i w- won't be adding value somewhere in a couple of months from now yeah for sure that's awesome thank you Adam. No, cool. for sure so um Guys, I just want to say thank you to everybody involved, right? So thank you, Brent, for starting this movement. I know it's taken a lot and it's an emotional <laughs> toll that you currently have to bear. And Christy, thank you so much for for, for like for um for, for offering your time and your health. Yep, you know, you're putting your life at risk going out there and collecting these things for us while we're waiting for Oru to be active activated. Um all, all of that hopefully will be coming together in the next couple of days. And Alan, thanks so much again for giving us and me the opportunity to kind of um do this right and help out where we can and, and of Absolutely. course thank you for jumping in and, and and throwing your your skills at it and and being involved so heavily um so if you guys if anybody listening wants to be involved uh, do you want to plug the discord and the the current website brent and just kind of gives give us a, a bit of a direction as to how they can get involved yeah, if they want to be involved i think the the website would be would be the best there are there's a little bit about what we're doing and our current targets and what we're sort of looking looking to do very basic websites but there is a link then to the discord to the discord server which is kind of our primary communication channel at the moment so we are setting up um newsletter type things mailchimp type, type things but at the moment everything seems to be running pretty smoothly in in discord um so the, and that's, the web- uh, that address yeah. is uh 3dpsa.org www.3dpsa.org.za and you'll find all the relative links that you, you need to get yeah, pretty much get going. And yeah, we look forward to a, a new URL coming out uh, in sometime, yeah, sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Cool. cool. Thank you, everybody. I think that's, that's, I think we can call it there, right? Unless we miss something, unless you guys want to chat about something else that we may have missed. Holly, can you think of anything? Uh, no, I think we kind of covered uh, at least from our point of view, how we're each individually involved as well as Brent's side and the organization. And yeah, I think anyone that listens will hopefully know what we're trying to do and what the goal is as well as how they can potentially get involved. Yeah, uh, this this sort of style of podcast has been a bit of a diversion from our regular. Okay, granted, we've only had one other, but the style of the other podcast has been a much more... Um, conversational style interview where this one has yeah, been a very very information heavy um uh, version of that so yeah so we'll put this out there as soon as uh, there's been some minor editing and 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 um we'll make it available to everybody yeah awesome thanks a lot guy and thanks a lot to, to everyone yeah on, on the team your side and it's it's very so thankful for technology we were able to do this um, and luckily that's that hasn't let us down just yet so we're, we're good <laughs> yeah no problem thank you